welcome to another edition of the Capiche Filmcast. Stephen Barry here with Scott Armour. Hi. We are here, episode 7, to do a special Deja review. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the sound Remember guy? the sound gets added after. Ah, oh, that's right, right, okay. Let, let's try again then. Deja review? Review, review, review. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the sound guy is still I mental. Don't know what he's doing, right, uh, Deja Review, yes, of what film did we do again? Hmm, so, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah, that's right. Or Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. Uh, we have just actually watched the film. Yep. And now are going to talk about it. Yes. So, uh, well, where do we start then? It's pretty decent. It was good. <laughs> aye, yeah. aye, it was good. Aye. <laughs> Let, uh, let's talk credentials. Uh, how how many times have you seen it? Are you fam- how familiar well, with I you think, with this franchise? I think, if I'm honest, in terms of franchise, sadly, I've probably seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull more than I've seen Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. However, God. it's not meaning that I prefer the film. I just I remember seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark as a very very young boy. Mm. However, I've got more fond memories—not fond memories, but I've got more memories of. Uh, the Temple of Doom and the Last Crusade. I don't know why. Um, I've just I, there was parts of the there was parts of Raiders of the Lost Ark where I was actually like, I actually I actually have no recollection on this. There was points where I, we, we were saying that during the film it was this it was the snake pit when they actually find the ark, um, and then at the end when they open the ark, that's the that's the kind of. And obviously at the start, when he's when he's getting chased, they're not chased with the stone when he's running away from the, the, the boulder type thing. They're the kind of main iconic scenes, but um, the, the scene when he was in the boat um, and when he swims and climbs onto the submarine, I was like, ah, 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 this is like a new film to me, I can't actually remember this. Yeah, I was. most of that is kind of the same for me. This film, I mean, I've seen... I think it's this film and The Last Crusade that I have seen as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one first, not knowing anything about it, I think it was on in the background when I was yeah. probably playing with my toys um, and my dad was watching it. So when I was watching it again, um, and it's always been a film that I know from the sort of the legacy it has and things yeah. like that, that this is a film I should have tried to watch Aye. again. I just yeah. hadn't for some reason and it slipped me by. But rewatching it now, um, there was certain imagery that just stuck with me. I, I, it brought me back to when I, I watched it. Watched the it. boulder you mentioned that that is one of the things I remember. Yeah. I remember. I mean, you've seen it computer games and things that like I've copied that to yeah. death, that sort of thing. But um, him running through and and you know what the temple or whatever it yeah. was uh, from this boulder that's chasing him. I remember the snakes. Uh, a vivid memory with my gran watching that. Yeah. Um, and because of her fear of snakes and it sort of made me realise how scary that was, the idea of this whole pit of snakes that he's trapped with. I do remember that. Um, The end sequence you mentioned, that also, I don't know what happened if I must have ran out of the room when my dad was watching it, because I don't remember any of the third act at all. But yeah, it was great re-watching it again, Um, and I can see why it has, you know, such a, the legacy it has over these years. Um, I think there's a, it's a lot in part to do with um, probably the performance of, well the, the direction of obviously Spielberg but yeah. the performance of Harrison this Ford. is a classic Spielberg film aye, aye. Um, from 
a lot of the the the, the style of the shot, like a, the imagery we've we mentioned, we were watching. So it. what was it? Right the silhouette of aye, the aye. of India. Oh, even though even the opening intro for for Indiana aye, Jones aye. as well. You don't actually see. We don't see. You don't see his face until he's mm. like attacked. So it's all his face is in the shadow. But again, it's all silhouette. You see him from the side on. You see him from the back. You know. Then he turns around and obviously you see that it's Harrison Ford. I love that. Yeah. There's not, there's not a, you know, I'm a big fan of suspense, and I yeah. know that's not, I know that's not really like actually creating suspense, but it's a wee bit. It's just it's, a, it's, an interesting way to introduce uh, your main character. Your main character. I like that. It gives this character something. Yeah. You know, he could have just been the first shot of the film. Yeah. It could have been him, and it wouldn't be the same. But it built up a wee bit of, you know, this this character's got something yeah, going aye, here. Aye. And then again later on when he is shadowed and you just see it's the iconic image of him yeah. with the jacket and the hat, and the, hat yeah. you know, the shadow. Um, it's the one where he's taken his his group of uh, like diggers and they're going to start digging in the one spot for where the ark is and it's the sun sunrise, uh, the, the dawn, sorry, in the background, or sunset, sorry, in the background. And every all the others, all the people are working, but obviously he, he, you see him putting on his hat, and instantly you know that's Indiana Jones, just yep. from the shape of yep. him, and then just the hat. Uh, and I think things like that. It's, do you know what I actually see watching it? It's, 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 it's almost sad in a way because actually I don't think you're, unfortunately, the way films go, and I don't actually think you're ever going to get that again. I think this was a, a really creative time when this film was made. You know, the, the late 70s, early 80s, these were the the crop of the filmmakers coming out. Your Spielberg, your Lucas, Scorsese, all that yeah. kind of, that whole crop of filmmakers were in the element, their, their peaks, um, and it was an amazing time for cinema. Mm. And, to, and things like... We, you know, the credit's given to the director, but we're talking about the costume with Harris. The iconic, you know, the hat, the whip. It's just so simple. It's simple. It's uh, it's again legendary, and yeah. and it's you know it stands out. And I, I'm trying, you know, what characters? I mean, there's there is characters that uh, I'm sure have been created recently, but nothing quite as. I just don't think there's that imagination anymore. Mm. I think if you look at films recent that are that are big hitters the big hitters are are, are based on comics that yeah. were created uh, in the you know uh, it's either, 60s it's either, like either based on comics it's either based on novels or it's based on true events or loosely based on true events yeah i think that's your kind of main you know big hitters in, in, in film these days um and even guillermo del toro tried it with the shape of water but actually the main uh, the the creature in the shape of water actually just looked like Abe Sabian out of Hellboy. Yeah, so very, again, very similar. Derivative so it's, or something. Uh, else. So I mean, you could probably level this criticism at Indiana Jones. He essentially, looks kind of like a cowboy, but at the same time, still captured the imagination. Still yeah, stands out. So yeah. it's it's a, it's a great. We have to give you know credit to the costume. You know, department he's almost like a he's almost like a kind of fake superhero Indiana Jones yeah. in because he's like he's got that he's got that double identity. Uh-huh. So it's like at one minute he's this he's not crime fighting but he's just this swashbuckling I know. whip uh, lashing, you know, like you know, artifact hunter. Yeah. If you want to call him. 
um, the ultimate hero aye, type. Aye. Then, <laughs> then it goes to him in a classroom, yep. giving a lecture on you know archaeology. And Harrison Ford it pulls that off oh, so aye, well. I, I love Harrison yeah. Ford. He's such a great actor. He can, uh, he can. It's funny seeing him. You know, where we're used to seeing the rogue character. Yeah. He plays so well, and then to see him play the the sort of professor with yeah. the, the glasses aye. and kind of three piece suit. Yeah. Um, I, I like. I get a kick out of seeing him doing that. Um, I think it's it's a funny contrast within two scenes. Essentially, yeah. he's changed the idea that he is, you know, on Monday, uh, you know, teaching kid, teaching these students, sorry, and then Tuesday probably, you know, dangling from a truck in the desert, yeah, uh, right. being chased, and then on Wednesday, you know, marking their yeah. papers or something. Right. <laughs> kind of life that this no. guy leads no. is pretty amazing. It's a great, it's a funny character. It's a yeah. great, great idea. Uh, what well, the main thing we did notice in watching this film, I suppose we that we should probably talk on early, was the music. Oh, aye. Uh, so this I is, mean, this has now been the the film's actually been redubbed Star Jones. Yeah, it is highly evocative of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, obviously, the same you know composer John yeah. Williams, amazing score. Uh, it's just funny listening just, to it when, aye, you're, when you're not when you're not used to the Indiana Jones film because we are yeah. kind of watching it with weirdly fresh eyes for people who only seen them when we're yeah. really young and don't have the same enthusiasm as people who've just constantly watched them. Yeah. And we are obviously massive fans of Star Wars. To hear these, like these themes, it's the it's, the, it's not necessarily the main Star Wars theme. And as I say, the main Star Wars theme and the Indiana Jones theme is unique to itself. Mm. They, yeah. don't, they don't sound like it. It's very unique. You, as soon as you hear the... That's Indiana Jones. And everyone knows that. That's that's kudos to, to John Williams. And, you know, he's great at doing that. However, there's, there's a segment of that music which is very, very similar to the... I don't know what you would call it in Star Wars, but it's almost like that kind of... It's like the... The romance theme, mm -hmm. or the that was the uh, one that was the most obvious, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, it was like because it, it it was when uh, uh, lingering looks between Harrison Ford's character and Karen Allen's character. Mm -hmm. There's like this their theme, or I don't know if it's Harrison Ford's the uh, Indiana Jones theme, sort of the love <laughs> the yeah. romance theme, but it's the, it's so the, similar to the the Leia and Han theme. Yeah. It is unreal. What's the it's is it is it at the end of Return of the Jedi or is it it's the end of Empire Strikes Back where that song is 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 frequent? Uh, well, no, it plays mostly in Empire Strikes Back. It's ah, the it's them uh, essentially when they're in the Cloud City and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, but Empire Strikes Back was after Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, no, uh, Empire Strikes Back was nineteen eighty. Ah, there was and a, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's what it was. So it was the next film. Aye. They went straight on to transfer to that. So, aye. So basically, John Williams has just went. <laughs> Steven Spielberg said to John Williams, "Listen, mate, gonna do me a solid and put me a, a soundtrack together for this film." And he's just went, "I know what he's up. Yeah. Just change a few." You've never noticed <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny to imagine because there's another there's a few themes that well, there's suddenly... loads of it. There's the, there's the one where you had pointed out where it's similar to, um, not Hoth. It kind of reminded me. The, what's the moon planet? Uh, Endor. It was either Endor or the the asteroid field um sort of bit and it, it or something like that. It was the scene was him fighting in Cairo. Yeah. And um, he's defeating all the guards, but it's like. I don't know how to describe that the Star Wars theme. We can't play it obviously no. for the podcast, so that's going to be useless. But there was a 
a music it's theme. Very, I, I think if you were to, I think if you were to to sit and listen to the Indiana Jones theme, you know, like official soundtrack almost. I think every single one of those tracks you would hear some form of ode to, to and, Star Wars. And the the chase sequence at the end had it was just the Imperial it was the, March. It was it a was build the, up for the Imperial uh, March. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, uh, it was the same pace. All that was missing was just the. Uh, and Darth Vader obviously breathing. Yeah, it was funny. It's funny to listen to. I mean, I I kind of get a weird kick out of it a wee bit. Like it, it was like a good was, thing. It like, was almost like. To that. I, do you know what? Watching that, it was almost like right, forget it's called Raiders of the Lost Ark and he's Indiana Jones. It was almost like watching the Han Solo. Yeah. yeah. See, like, see, like the we don't need the solo like, story. Aye, forget, the forget um, the new guy that's playing him. Nobody cares about him. Yeah. That was kind of just like you know. Yeah. If you imagine that's how his Han Solo became, and then he realised that he doesn't have to ride about in horses, he can actually fly a Millennium Falcon. That's your, that's your Solo's origin film right there. Exactly. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, I really liked the action sequences. Some of the, the effects have dated, I would say. Oh, aye. It was the, uh, the right at the start when poor old uh, newcomer, uh, Alfred Molina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who's playing uh, forgettable, well, not forgettable, but he, he um, double-crosses Indiana Jones, but then literally in the next uh, scene, yeah. you see him impaled. Yep. He's obviously fallen foul to a booby trap. That was a bad but choice. it's easily one of the worst uh, dummies. Uh, yeah, it was or, like, or, or, prosthetics or, or you know, whatever the... the, the it kind of looked like the sort of thing you would get in the 60s or the 50s aye. horror films. Because even when, even when Harrison Ford... Like kind of almost like bumps into him. You can actually just see the dummy shake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it looks nothing like him. To, uh, to me, the worst was the the end sequence. You would mentioned it. Uh, oh, you thought the, you remembered it, and it was uh, it may have been worse than I even imagined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, with the it was, the ghosts. It, stuff. it certainly, it certainly did. It has been dead. But then again, okay, it was I know. Uh, yeah, you exactly. Know I mean? it, I, it doesn't detract too much yeah. for me. Um, again, there's a weird. I think it, I think the difference is is that. Do you know what? There's there's films that's there's probably films that's happened before that, but because they never used like there was de- there was definitely special. I know everything's kind of classed as special effects. For example, like Jaws is special effects, but it's mm. not it's not it's not computer CG, generated it's not computer practical generated. effects. Ah, it's yeah. just practical effects. So I think when there is the, that practical element, it doesn't look as bad when you're watching dated films. No, definitely not. I mean that's why. I mean, I mean I the always, likes of the first alien. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, Guy in a costume, you can believe it because aye. he's physically there aye. reacting. Uh, the the idea of these, you know, manipulating pixels mm. to then form yeah. the CGI character, it always rings usually false for aye. me. I just don't have the same. I think that's probably feeling. that's probably why Alien Three probably is. Well, that's actually not CG though. I, I always know, thought it's, that it's it looks CG, but it's it's like stop motion or yeah puppetry. Yeah. But again, it, something about it that looks, looked wrong, it and looks I fake. didn't believe uh, that one either. It just looks fake. Yeah, we the stop, to... stop motion is pretty. When you watch that now, says that they used stop motion and I think it was uh, animatronics in, in Alien Three. Was it? I think it's animatronics. Um, so it's not a guy in a suit or anything. But again, it just looks. It, it, looks... it actually looks CG. Yeah. Points of it when they it had was... a weird glossy uh, look. Yeah. But I think if, when there's films that have got the stop motion, for example, the the two the, it's the Robocop one and Robocop two stand out for me. When Ed two o nine's falling down the stairs and stuff, it just looks. I think the Terminator has stop motion. Aye, the first Terminator, yeah. especially with the, the when he comes out of the flames. Aye, there's definitely that's definitely stop motion. 
Yeah. I mean, the the it was CG, I'm guessing, for the the ghosts and stuff like that in this. Ah, but I assume so. Uh, yeah. It doesn't. I think it was. Do you know what? Do you know what? It was probably at the time if you were going to the cinema in 1981 and you saw that, you would probably think, "Wow." I know. You know that's the thing, but and and now we are sitting here and. And we're we're analysing this forty years yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're as I'm saying, like now is, you know, millennials. Mm. Uh, we're sitting in the cinema and and going and watching Avengers Infinity War and looking at Thanos and going, wow. Yeah. You can imagine in forty years' time, people might be looking at back at that and going, I know. Look, look at the state of that. Yeah. What's, what's his chin all about? I know. That's true. <laughs> exactly. And they'll be listening to our podcast and saying, God, those guys don't know anything. I don't know about it, um, Yeah, true, true. So it obviously has, you know, Spielberg has came on leaps and bounds when you look at, obviously, Ready Player One, which is very, very weighted on the CGI mm-hmm. effects. Um, but apart from that, there wasn't, it's, it's not overly used. It just, I actually, see, to be honest, I actually think the, the Alfred Molina's dummy was worse than the, the CG effects at the end of the film. I suppose that if it just looks Yeah, I mean, the silly, eyes, like the eyes looked were just silly, so white. It looked like it. that kind of thing you see in like a horror shop when you're buying stuff Aye. like that. Do you, know what, fact, do you know what it was like? It was almost like you went to Universal Studios and there was an Indiana Jones ride yeah. and then you were kind of walking by and that would pop out. The other thing that I thought was quite funny was the use of um, audio effects. So, for example, oh, when yeah. they, if, if, for example, they uncover a, a, a you know, a, a corpse that's obviously been there for hundreds of years that's decayed, but the corpse somehow manages to produce a scream, or like a, you know, like a kind of oh, the famous <laughs> well, well, yeah. Um, I, I thought you meant like the the sound effects of like oh, the, 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 the machines or the guns, things like that. There was a well, Star was Wars sounding. There was definitely a. The plane, which they, they they blow up in the end, the part of that when that was trying to boot up, or that was trying to start up, or when it couldn't start, I think it was when it was trying to start up. It's definitely used for the Millennium Falcon and yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, it's like George a... Lucas just went in in one day and snuck in a few yeah, sound effects I, into the film. Definitely the screaming, the screaming stormtrooper. Ah, this is the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we were waiting for it. We 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 sort of tried to guess where uh, it would appear. I think we almost cheered when it happened. Yeah. Uh, so the Millennium, you could definitely hear the sound of the Millennium Falcon when it can't go into hyperdrive. Mm. That was the sound they used. And then there was a gunfight towards the end, and it was just the lasers. Yeah. It was just a laser fight. Again, I think that's funny. I like that. I think it is, aye. But it's amazing how, at that time, you didn't really notice it. In fact, I would have never have noticed it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't know. I mean, I would have never, I never noticed it. No. That's the thing. I never know. I know you never know. But no, as a kid, I would never pick up on stuff yeah, like that. But maybe it's because I probably watched Star Wars a lot more than I've watched Indiana Jones. Oh, that's, yeah. So then now when you look back, it's kind of like, God, John Williams kind of has plagiarised himself. <laughs> if you're going to plagiarise yourself, if you're going to plagiarise anyone, plagiarise plagiarise, uh, especially uh, if you're John Williams. And like we, we spoke about it, you know, composers have... Uh, this is not an unusual thing. You can hear Danny Elfman, uh, you know, certain Batman sounded themes in other yeah. Danny Elfman f- uh, films. Yeah, like um, 
even not just Danny Elfman, but Hans Zimmer. I always yeah, think yeah, yeah. a lot of his music. You know, you could play the end of one of his films, and suddenly you're you're mm. into the next film. And yeah, I think, that I, kind of thing. I think the only one that Hans Zimmer. I, I think Hans Zimmer. I love Hans Zimmer stuff. I think the the period of his collaboration with Nolan. Oh no, yeah, sorry, I should yeah. explain. Um, he's a very varied composer, and yeah. I wouldn't want to denigrate his stuff to just one typical sound. But there was a wee phase there yeah. where he did have it kind of sounding, especially in the Nolan films. Ah, so, no, so he so he did obviously the Dark Knight was the the one that was he's done so many actually I can't even think of the the, the God there was one that I actually came across recently and I thought oh, I didn't realise that was Hans Zimmer but then when I heard it I thought I think well, he did Interstellar Interstellar mm. was this is I'm talking about like previous I'm talking about uh, like years ago they did before, uh, before the, the Dark Knight I think did they do the Pirates of the Caribbean theme I'm not sure I'll need to check on that sure. um, he, he's done like a lot of weird things you would yeah. not actually put as Hans Zimmer if you mm-hmm. think of him as the uh, well I think he did um, what's the Richard Attenborough program is it the blue world or mm. the blue planet i think he did the, the theme to that which again i think it i think it was the off cuts of the dark knight because it just sounds like the dark knight slash one section. of my favorite, i don't know why we're talking about this when we're talking about indiana uh-huh. jones but we'll just finish finish on this uh, one of my favorites is the computer game call of duty modern warfare 2 he does mm. the theme for that oh, i right. love it uh, right. i listen to it on like spotify and stuff like yeah. that anyways uh yeah so the point was, I was trying to say, is, you know, we're, we're saying that he's plagiarised himself, essentially, and things like that, John Williams, but yeah. it's a great score, and I think if you were to listen to it more, you would really pick up on a lot of the unique points of it. Yeah. We're listening to it as just people hearing, we're like listening to the Star wars of it. Aye. Um, it's still, as, and mm-hmm. as, as I said at the start of the podcast, it's fair play to John Williams, because although all the other kind of, you know, <coughs> are you alright? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Iron Brew went down the wrong way there. I'll, uh, continue. <clears throat> so as I said at the start, so it's like you know, it's fair play to John Williams. He's an absolute master of getting that main theme. It's that main. You obviously you've got the main just... Star Star Wars theme. You've got the main. Yeah. He did Superman as well, didn't he? Yeah. So you've got that main a theme that's recognisable to that to that character or franchise I think the Indiana Jones one if I'm recalling this correctly was it's him imagining the sound of a kid playing with a toy and just making noises like yeah. as if he's imagining like the chase sequence yeah. and it just going duh, 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 ah, like kind of yeah. essentially I think that was the kind of main motive in that yeah. song so it's amazing that it, oh, but, so you're always going to get you know, references to, to, to their other songs, do you know what I mean? But it's fair play that he's got that that main title which is rec- which is universally recognisable mm. as for that franchise. Yeah. And I think that's, a, again, it's another part of which makes... I, I suppose, it's again, it's another thing about the films back in those days. It just it just adds to that creativity. It's not just the, it's not just the cinematography, it's not just the direction. It's the it's the music. It's the whole thing. It's the whole franchise. Even look at Jurassic Park. You know, Jurassic Park's a, you know you hear that you hear that snippet of of music and it's instant. That's Jurassic Park. Do you know what I mean? Whereas music today and theme songs today, they're more it's subtle just, it's, and uh, more in service of a tone. Like and it's usually with 
like I'm picturing uh, Denis Villeneuve stuff like Sicario yeah. it's that kind of drone edgy or, like kind of yeah. uh, that kind of stuff which is amazing and mm. well serves the particular film but just not quite as you know yeah. hummable you're not going to it's suddenly... almost more I think it's I think it's almost more music these days. The Avengers theme song that is actually quite uh, recognisable, yeah. actually. That, uh, that's, yeah. that's probably, but... I don't think they use it quite enough, and probably in fear that it becomes cheesy. Probably, yeah. Um, they only use it in some of their films, not all of the Marvel films. The Marvel actual theme? No, the Avengers... So there's a specific... So Avengers, a, right, Avengers okay. has its own theme uh, song. Right, okay. um, there's another Marvel one, I think, yeah, that they use yeah. sporadically. Um, well, I think I think all the different films have their own actual theme. But I think, yeah, but I think there's like the, the Marvel title music um, has oh, its yeah, own yeah. theme, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I quite like. Aye. Uh, but I uh, that sort of sense. So, yeah, but even even as good as Hans Zimmer is, even with the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight is recognisable, but it's just almost like I don't know. It's not. It's it's not fun. Does that make sense? I know what you're saying. It's not kind of uh, swashbuckling. You know, yeah. Star Wars is is, is very kind of upbeat, Indiana Jones was upbeat, Superman was, the original Superman was upbeat, Every, everything think now is quite we don't, moody. Yeah, that's kind of the sign of the times we're yeah. in, that's just how the films are now. I think a film that was to come out with that sort of naivety and positivity as Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark now, we'd probably get slated for being cheesy and a bit of a knockoff. I, I don't think we can do that now. Um, unfortunately, they have to either be playing up on the films of the 80s um, with a knowing wink of what you know mm. what, what we're in now because yeah. we're too wise and too edgy and darker and all this mm. kind of stuff um, the Marvel films are probably the standouts on that because you, you look at so, Iron yeah. Man and stuff like that that's that's not quite in the same vein as what mm. I've just said but uh, yeah it's, I, I see what you're saying that sort of adventurous yeah feel good adventurous type film is not as uh, we were talking we were talking on it before the podcast started and it's just that escapism Mm. there's nothing more I'm not come from I mean I don't come from a musical background but I'm musically minded if that makes sense I've got an interest in music yeah so I love being able to you've played in bands yeah yeah. so I, I love being able to you know associate the film with the music and I, and I love I love a great theme song. Yeah. And it, I mean it's not even just even almost when you look at a film as like like RoboCop. See the, the the first RoboCop is such a grim, gritty, brutal, ultra violent film, but it's got a, it's still got this almost the eighties synth march. It's no. like a, it's like a upbeat. Oh yeah. It's just it's just this kind of it's just I it's so cheesy. Yeah, you know what I mean, but it's great. It films again. It's the Stranger Things. Have you seen Stranger Things? Yet? I've seen Stranger Things, and uh, that Stranger Things plays up on that style, that music. Well, Stranger and, and Things, Stranger Things is is a lot more. Again, it's probably a lot more almost moody. It's, it's moodier very, and it's most nostalgic than... for the eighties, but in a moody kind of way, Aye. more like the horror version. Yeah. Like the, um, I know what you're saying. You're wanting more like the. Well, the Robo- the the original, what was the original RoboCop? So it was. Um, it's this march, you know, it's just almost you expect Robocop walking to the beat. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's really effective. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's, uh, but the film, the film in itself is just, it's, it's one of the most ultra-violent films you'll ever see. And, and there's, this, there's this great march, it's like a march. And that's the kind of way that, like, 
Star Wars and all that kind of stuff is. It's just I don't think we get you know original themes like that. We use like edgy music now, like actual just you know. I know. Eminem or DMX. Yeah, I know. Like, I just watched Deadpool Two, DMX is there and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, I would probably say that Avengers, because they obviously tried to do it with the Hans Zimmer did the Man of Steel, and it, as much as I, as much as I like the actual music, it was nowhere near as as you know, recognisable as John Williams. No. You know, and it probably, I suppose, in terms of the tone of each film, Hans Zimmer's probably suited Man of Steel. It, and again, it suited, his theme probably suited Batman Begins in the Dark Knight, whereas Danny Elfman definitely suited the world of... Yeah. Uh, uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Like, I, I think, Batman. yeah, I love the moody, uh, gothic feel that yeah. Tim Burton had in those films. My favourite version of the Batman uh, films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just different different styles and stuff like that, but it does, you know, it's funny watching Indiana Jones coming back to the film that we're you know, <laughs> doing know. the podcast on. Actually spoke about uh, it Yeah, we should have a whole episode on just our thoughts on the music uh, in films. But, um, yeah, so to finish on the music, it's, it, it is funny. Listen to it now yeah. and, uh, and kind of, it's made us really think about essentially where we are with music and films mm. and the type of films coming out now. Yeah. Uh, we also picked up on Karen Allen's character and sort of the, the sort of, uh, you could maybe label it as a slight criticism yeah. only because of the sort of dated feel so. it has now. I think so. Um, she is essentially the damsel in distress. She most is of the, the film. only damsel. Yeah. It's, I, we don't want to, you know, because that's the second film in a row where I've kind of raised this. I don't want to keep doing that. Well, you said that about the Departed, yeah. didn't you? It's uh, Vera Farmiga's character. Yeah. It's gonna. It's probably just going to be a thing. When you look yeah. back at older films, you realise, you know, these it's, films it's with male-dominated uh, yeah. with the one female that's, you know, has to strip, essentially, to wear some It's crazy how, it's crazy how like, in your own ignorance, you just don't see it. You just accept it. Yeah, I mean... And no one, no yeah. one even said, there's, there's only one woman in that. Mm-hmm. And she's she's they did try with her character to be fair. She goes she up starts she, off. she drinks she drinks a big guy under the table type thing. So she you kinda start off as a actually yeah, she's, she's a bit sassier, a bit, bit edgier than, than a normal, you know, token woman. Yeah. Um but then she is just reduced to it's almost as soon as she meets Indiana Jones she becomes the damsel yeah, character. Yeah, um, yeah. before that she was she said her own she stood her ground and she seemed uh, quite Yeah you know, quite original. Um, reminded me of Leia again in Star Wars a wee, wee bit. bit. Um, that yeah, kind of sassiness. Bit. Yeah. Um, but she wasn't able to carry it through. But it's still a great performance. Um, you know, it just, it's just one of those things you notice now. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, it's probably that. And uh, what do you think of the fight scenes, you know, the choreography? There was, um, <laughs> there was a couple. I, I love the way Harrison Ford throws a punch because it's a when he throws a punch he, he unwinds his fist right back <laughs> and then waits for a good two or three <laughs> seconds and then launches it <laughs> so it's almost like the guy's just waiting for it and he can see it's going to happen so yeah. it's a wee bit cheesy uh, yeah. Harrison Ford doesn't, it certainly doesn't look and he doesn't come across as the most nimble um, when he's in these fights he's very lumbered uh-huh. uh, 
He but, looks, uh, but it fits. He looks like the old Hollywood actor star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of yeah, It's funny that yeah. he's just got a classical look to him. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just everything, but he does just so slow when he's going to when he's going to kick someone. You can uh, see it coming. Up I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it's like? And then again, the punch it comes right back, <laughs> and then goes, and it's just, uh it's good. Um, it's filmed the, you know, we were talking about, I don't know what the, if it was a 12 or what the, the rating for this film was, but it's, for, if it's a family-friendly film, it was pretty it's gruesome. pretty violent, aye. There's guys getting shot in the eye, there's guys getting burned, <laughs> burned alive. Burned alive. Um, uh, blown up, melted, impaled. Alfred Molina. No, for me, it was the, the big guy who was fighting, and he was quite fair with them. Fair enough, he was beating the crap out of Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah, But then, yeah, yeah. you know, that heli- the, the he helicopter... Blended, uh, blended by the plane. Yeah, the the, the rotor scene uh. is probably... You, you don't see it, but you can sense you that see it's a gruesome flatter. death. Yeah, uh, yeah quite, quite... I love the, the, the other thing that we pointed out. So when he's in the truck, he gets overthrown in the truck, and gets thrown out the um the bonnet of the truck and then has to so he goes under the truck yeah you know kind of almost so the truck's still going at like 50 or 40 <laughs> or 50 mile an hour right and he's crawling his way under the truck while he is getting dragged his back is getting dragged along the ground yeah and then turns over Catch it, grabs his whip on the back of the truck, turns over, and then he's now been free dragged uh, across this desert. But when he gets back in the the van or the truck, overthrows the guy yeah. very easily. Yeah. And sits down, and there is not one almost speck of dust <laughs> on his jacket, and yeah. his hat has still his perfectly hat, yeah. in position. Yeah. Hair not out of place. <laughs> Aye. That's amazing. Aye. He's maybe got a wee short shoulder. I think he'd a scratch, a like a tiny scratch on one of his, in his neck somewhere. Uh, aye, aye. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> any, any other normal human being who had just, that just happened to, I don't think they'd be crawling in a, no. a, a van and They'd be politely asking someone. to the guy that they've just jumped in with, can you just, can just, you give, just, me a, just give me a sec? I've just been dragged 50 Aye. miles. Just, Aye. just just, give me a minute. Aye, just give us a fact, uh, can you drive to a nearest hospital? Yeah. <laughs> 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 or a nearest clothes shop because my, the front of my shirt is yeah. completely obliterated. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny to watch. The... He should have. He should have looked like... You know, his whole front should have looked like grated cheese. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I was laughing quite, you know, a couple of bits, just chuckling at some of the, that sort of stuff, just the, the silliness of it and the yeah. kind of fun nature of it, and that's why I was really enjoying it. Um, before we finish up, do you have a favourite scene in the film? <laughs> and I, I suppose in a bad way, but in a good way, but uh, I, I really like the, the, the start when you see a mm. really, really bad Alfred Molina dummy <laughs> yeah. killed. <laughs> I know. Um, no, I, I don't, I, I'm trying to think. Um, I think I, ju- I think I just really liked the, and it's not, nothing really happens in it, it's just, it kind of sticks in my memory and it kind of almost reminds me of Star Wars-esque when they're on, uh, what's Luke Skywalker's planet? Tatooine. Tatooine. It's very dusty. It's sunset. Yeah, and it was that it was that image of you see the diggers. He stops to take a drink or whatever. Then he puts his That's hat right on. That's right there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, 
that's yeah. that, it's that imagery that the cinematography yeah. the imagery it was uh, amazing it sticks in your mind yeah 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 uh, very striking um I'm trying to think probably some of the action scenes for me I think maybe the car the, the chase sequence I really liked which uh, one probably the one where he's getting dragged across the, <laughs> the desert I found that I just found it hilarious uh-huh. um you know it's just it's just the guy it reminded me of like like last action hero style where mm-hmm. just everything's just falling into place for yeah. him just it's, uh, do you know what as well it's so funny when you watch it as well he is the luckiest guy in the world because See, even in the fight scene with, uh, there's so many times where he gets the ultimatum, this is this is your end, Dr. Jones. And he was in the, the uh, he was in this kind of wee cafe, and it was, is it Belloc? Belloc, Belloc his name yeah. Is, uh, and he's about to say, right, you're going to die. Everyone draws his gun on him, but all these kids run in and say, oh, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones. So he gets away with that. And then, when he's fighting the big guy at the plane, the pilot's literally drawn his gun to shoot Jones, but the big guy somehow stands in his way, uh, yeah. so the guy can't shoot him. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's other instances as well where he's just he's just a really lucky guy. Yeah. You know just, I, I, um, you haven't seen this film yet, and we'll talk about it on a, another podcast. But uh, Deadpool two, there's a there's a um, a character that her superpower is luck. Oh, right. I've seen the trailers. Uh, in the trailer, so that's why I don't feel bad about spoiling that. Yeah. Um, and there's a sequence that then shows that, and it is hilarious no. because it kind of it's like almost the trope set by films like Indiana Jones, yeah. where the hero is just undeniably ridiculously <laughs> lucky. <laughs> lucky yeah. uh, and then that character, like everything's just fallen into place yeah. for her, like God. <laughs> Like, all this crazy stuff happens. She finally jumps into this car with the henchman. The henchman draws the gun on her, but of course the gun like aye, aye. like it's just and it's like Deadpool's <laughs> in our ears saying like luck's not cinematic and stuff. But aye. then this sequence is the most cinematic aye. and it's aye. just it's brilliant. But again, that reminded me of like the sort of Indiana Jones that sort of yeah, like the hero aye. just can everything no matter what's going to happen. See, you'll it's somehow even, it's pull even for prevalent it. in Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, like that as yeah. Well. Like, yep. you, you know, they're literally getting the the, the lasers drawn on them. Yeah. And then and then something happens. It's you like know. you know, and Return of the Jedi when Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? And it, like Hansel is blind <laughs> and he's you know knocked Aye. this bounty hunter into the, the Sarlacc. But uh, yeah, I think so. That was probably my favourite sequence, probably the. But I mean, I love like we, we've talked about um, the imagery and the music and stuff were the, yeah, the things iconic. that I liked the most. Yeah, iconic. Aye, it's iconic. Where would you uh, where would you rate this film on the capiche <laughs> scale of five star rating? I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know why I would be putting putting off by giving it a five. It would either be a high four or a low five for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm and I'm a bit torn. I don't know why. I can't really. I don't know if it would be the. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it would probably maybe when you're looking back on it. I suppose now I'm having to look back on it and and, and rate it. As I've just seen it, yeah. Um, I think it's a it's when you don't have that same affinity. If you've had it when you, if we'd watched and a lot, I mean, I did see it as a child, but I don't remember uh, it. That's the problem. And no. whereas Star Wars changed, you know, I feel like it's changed everything yeah. for me. Suddenly, yeah. I was into Star Wars, read the books, everything, knew all the characters. This 
don't have any affinity to it. I remember the basic theme, and I just knew that this character, you know, there was three films, and yeah. it was, a legacy was created. Um, I would probably say a high four for it's me. It's probably sitting about the same. I think it's one of those films if I watched that a few more times and then became more, I'd become even more appreciative that it would become a five. But I don't know. I don't know if it's again. I don't know if it's a film that I could I could watch over and over. I don't think it's a film that I could watch over and over again, like Empire Strikes Back, or like that. Do, do you know what I mean? That that type. I think it's, it's enjoyable, yeah. but yeah. it's the the. I think that's the beauty of Star Wars is the fact that it's just there's so many different things. Indiana Jones is one guy he's set and trying to get essentially one thing. Yeah, I suppose that there's not as much yeah. memorable dialogue the way that this your Star Wars has, uh, and you've got all these different characters that you remember. I mean, even even you look at basic it's a very basic plot yes yeah, it's, it's it's i was about to say han solo uh, yeah <laughs> so it's indiana jones basically trying to get um yeah we've barely, barely know, covered relics. the plot yeah, yeah see so he's just trying to get relics he is a he is an archaeologist um he's a crazy archaeologist um but and it's so he's always he's always and, and this is prevalent in every indiana jones film maybe maybe a part of I can't really remember what the Temple of Doom... The Temple of Doom, I think, they're trying to get five stones. I think it's five stones that have been stolen. Um, and he needs to go into this big temple and that's where he can get it back. So it's something like that. But in every Indiana Jones film, he's always either being chased or thwarted by some form of enemy. M- more notably, the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, Nazis aren't in Temple of Doom, but... See, bonus I probably the criticism of the Last Crusade is the fact that it's pretty much the exact same is film as uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's set very similar. It's a weird thing because that's kind of like some of the criticisms of Return so, of the Jedi uh, Star Wars, to right? Star Wars. The yeah. you know there's Tatooine is uh, again prevalent in Return of the Jedi. The Death Star returns. Yeah. Um, you know there's a lot of similar parallels yeah. to those two films and. A lot of trilogies usually have the third film come back to the first film. Well, Even... I, was, I was going to say that. I was going to say, so you could probably... I think the Dark Knight trilogies are, are uh, yeah. very similar. See, see, bonus, see, but see Dark Knight Rises? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like no... There's no callback to the Dark Knight. There's no callback to it the It makes joke. the Dark Knight seem like a weird offshoot. One-off, one-off film, yeah. man. And you, who knows if the death of Heath Ledger is... Maybe no, because that character could have continued. Possibly, I wouldn't want it if no. to, because I think if he came back in a third film, it probably would have tainted it almost. Mm-hmm. Because we we had that and it's gone, and I think because I don't mean to say it's gone because Heath Ledger went, but I think if Heath Ledger was still with us, I probably wouldn't want to have had that character return. I think the fact that it was done there was an absolute masterstroke. Yeah. Um, Similar to Indiana Jones, you know, the Temple of Doom had nothing to do with his dad. It was just a kind of crazy adventure to some weird Aztec, you know, jungle type thing. But the Last Crusade brings it back, and again, it's chasing the Nazis. The Nazis are trying to get this. Um, the it's not the Ark was they're trying to get the good the I don't think of Christ. I don't remember the Temple of Doom if I have seen it. I don't think think I've seen it. Well, no, I've, I've seen the Last Crusade. I, the Last Crusade. I think they're trying to get to the the, the Cup of Christ. Uh, well, that will probably 
probably cover it. I think we're both aligned on the review. We would so high probably four. Give, yeah, probably a four overall, but it would be in the higher end of that, just out of the cusp of the five, probably based on our late viewing of it mm. with the, the hindsight um, in mind. All right, that'll probably do for this. No, fact, no hold on. So it's, it's my turn. Yeah, I was, just, I was just about to say before you interrupted me. Yeah. Uh, your turn to pick next, well weeks or next months or next six months deja review whenever we decide to do it again what are we going to watch scott well i don't know how i don't know how far back i want to go i'm not um, for anything so what was it what was it so it was the departed i know we've went 2006 to 1981 <laughs> so that would take us you might choose it's, something in the 60s then well i don't know it's going to be i think i've got three let's say the three and then uh, narrow them down curious so the three, the three, I'm gonna, I was gonna say they are from, like, varied sort of genres. So the three, I know you've not seen it yet. I really want you to see it. So I was gonna say Ex Machina, which okay. is fairly recent. Yep. I think that's 2014. Um, Jaws. Yeah. Uh, or uh, Live and Let Die. Oh wow. Bond. Wow, very different films. I want to do. It. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I want to do. A f- How about? Well, in fact, you know what? I'll let. I'll let you. That's my three options. So I'll let you choose. No, no. You have to choose. But I chose choose. the last film. Yeah. Well, well. I think we'll do. I, I like the idea of. Then we, you know, we'll pick one of them, and then the next one we do for you was pick one of those other two because I like the idea of doing a feature on all three of them at some no, point. But uh, pick one for the next one out of those three. Which one do you want to watch immediately? So I could review Jaws. At any given time, I probably would need to see it. In fact, I could probably sit here and say every line from it, right? I, I've built for Jaws. So immediately, immediately, I probably wouldn't say Jaws. Okay, right. But I know you've not seen Ex Machina, and I know you need to see Ex Machina, so okay. I'd probably say Ex Machina. All right, then. Chosen Ex Machina is the next Deja Review. Review, 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 review. review. That too far? Too far. Too far. Right, okay. Far. We'll, we'll cut it down. Press the stop button right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's this week's edition of the Capiche Filmcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we certainly did. It was great to watch. Uh, classic film. Yeah. Uh, with uh, hindsight and uh, looking forward to, well, a Next much question. more recent <laughs> uh, film. A much different, much more different. Yeah, totally uh, different. Yeah. Okay, uh, that'll do for this. Uh, any f- final thoughts, Scott? Well, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. speak one two two one two two normal level of voice aye bit more higher aye less sexual aye go for the creepy voice aye okay that's us done (laughs)